Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Clifford Hutchinson from Alliant Athletics out in Sacramento, California. Clifford, what's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm glad to be here, man. Super excited, brother. Super excited. Hell yeah. No, appreciate you joining us, man. Looking forward to the conversation. I uh, love the logo on the shirt for, uh, to throw it out there. Yeah, pretty good. I, I love uh, branding. I think it's so important and the logos we make. Uh, very cool. So, you know, I, I'd wear that shirt all over the place, man. So, it, man, this- yeah, yeah, it's very, very, very slick, man. So, Lion Athletics, Sacramento. You guys opened Clifford during the pandemic, right? You opened this brick and mortar during the pandemic. And I know you've been a trainer for a while before that. Well, let's go back into what, to when you decided you wanted to open this business. What was kind of like your goal back then, man, from like a business standpoint as to why you wanted to do it? Man, let's, let's talk about that, right? So pandemic yeah. happens and everybody's kind of in disarray. We don't have real clear understanding of what to do, where to go. Are, are we permitted to go to the gym? At one point, you know, curfews began to start. So there was this eeriness about being around others, you know, how germs were spread. Are they on the surface? Is it in the air? So there was all these unknown uh, factors. So one thing was uh, I had to do research. I had to figure out what it is that's going on to the best of my ability with the information that was being presented and then do the best that I can to communicate that to my clients and what I was going to do to protect them with what I had access to. So the facility I was at, the gentleman's name, uh, he, his name's Terreno. It's great. It was ISC. It was a great facility. We were there at the time. But him as an owner, he had to do what was in the best interest of him and his business and his facility. So unfortunately, he had to shut down. So at that moment, it took me out. So I had no gym, no equipment, no space. And I had all of my clients. So as I started the business before independent contracting, it was in the park and we started that for free. We worked up organically from three people to 10 people and we grew from that point. When I began independent contracting, we grew from one space to that ISC space and then boom, that happened. So going back to the park, we had to do what we did in the beginning again, start back. I lost maybe... Uh, three-fourths of my client base right when the pandemic happened. So I went from 75 clients down to 30, less than 30 clients and had to begin to stack back up individually. So I was doing sanitation, disinfecting, uh, surface videos. I'm doing uh, six feet distance training, social social distance uh, training in the park. Uh, We had temperature checks. Lysol, Clorox wipes, and the organic support of everybody coming consistently time and time again. We changed locations, we changed areas, we stuck to CDC, and we were able to grow, man, to a space where we're now at 7920 Fruit Ridge Road in Sacramento, California. And we've been there now over a year and a half now, and we're doing well enough to where the space we're expanding beyond the space that we're in now. So that point last year was a make or break. And I know it was a make or break for a lot of trainers. And it put my back against the wall because as an independent contractor, um, I I lost what I had access to. But I can only imagine how the owner was feeling at the time because he had the responsibility of his space. 
I just had the responsibility of my clients. So I took them on wholeheartedly. They became my whole interest. And that's what essentially built my space. I love it, man. Uh, kind of turn a negative time into a positive, create your business out of that. I think that's a uh, true entrepreneurial spirit, man. I love to hear that. So Clifford, before we dive into the business, man, what is, uh, what is the fitness scene like out there in Sacramento? What is like competition like? What is your scene around you kind of like with other gyms and other fitness businesses? What's that look like? Oh man, well, I would say the fitness industry is thriving in the Sacramento area, man. I think that, you know, CrossFit is a huge uh, entity as it is anywhere, but you have cycling, uh, you have aerobics, uh, you also have specialty facilities that work on athletic development as well so you have a lot of youth sports uh within the sacramento area aau basketball football track yeah. and field so you have youth programs with you know um sprawling athletes these guys are exceptional and young ladies as well yeah. so you have programs that you know are surrounding you know athletic training uh, but you also have specialty type training like i said you got yoga uh you have cycling so I think that, you know, you have these specialty type interests that are emerging, but from the box gym perspective, you always are going to have your 24 goers, you got your family fit goers, you got, so we have that, uh, that here. So there's a culture of people that are into fitness awesome. and then the business itself. I mean, actually we're competitors and you see, I got a lion on my chest. So I'm going to say that I'm one of the top people in the area, but there are talented coaches around me, Lim, Abzer, Terreno, yeah. Donnie, uh, these guys, self-made training facility, uh, the Academy, you know, ISC, Game Fit. These are great facilities in Sacramento. And that's just naming a few, but right. when it comes to, I feel uh, each, each, community, you know, whether it's East Sac, West Sac, North Sacramento, South Sacramento, there's essentially a hub there. You know, there's some type of a fitness center there, a similar to myself. So I try to be more central to the Sacramento area. So I pick up a lot of what that surrounding area is. In Elk Grove, there's a great facility. In Roseville, there's a great facility. Uh, so I feel like the competition is good. But, you know, from from a, a true athletic competitor spirit, yeah. I'm going for a top dog spot. Yeah. And I feel that, you know, open and that it is a place where Sacramento is a is a fruitful and a, and a yeah. soil that you can plant an idea and it can grow. So the playing field is open. And, and once the pandemic kind of cut a lot of those big boxes out, right. you know, the small guy got to play. So yeah. I feel like we're we're growing, you know, as a specialty thing. So Sacramento's, man, it's prep, it's prime, it looks good. And I feel like we're doing well as a community, you know, I feel like we're doing good. Yeah, yeah and I think uh, it's great to hear that people uh, have fitness on the mind. And, and I, I really think the market that you're in matters a lot, right? If we're in the middle of uh, the country uh, or maybe fitness isn't a high enough priority list and maybe a little tougher, but you're in a city, people are into it. You guys got nice weather out there. So let's dive into Lion Athletics, Clifford. For for the listeners, man, just run down like the services that you guys do offer there at your gym. Yeah, man. So I do uh, I do group training, but I specialize my group training and I individualize it. So any client that walks through that door, I'm going to ask them what it is they're looking for. If they have any uh, 
any special requirements, if they want to work on their strength, their power, if they want to drop their weight, they want to focus on their waistline, they want to develop their glutes, they want to develop their quads. If a young man wants to develop his chest or he wants to build his muscles yeah. for a muscle up or calisthenic, whatever your goal is, you know, I'm going to tailor a program and I'm going to put you around people that are going to support that same interest. So I've noticed throughout the years that there are types of clients and these clients work well with each other and they push each other. So being that I come from a team environment, having always played team sports, I offer that community and I offer that sense of village. So when you come to the facility, you're one going to be trained the hardest you've ever been trained. This is full body, high intensity, uh, interval training, uh, circuit style training, and it changes every day in the system is always full body attack system. So we're doing things, whether it's full weights, cardio calisthenics, or athletic development, strength and conditioning, and agility style training. So I got my beginner clients doing cone work, weight work, sled work, power work, and I can moderate it or I could advance it. So whatever it is, whoever the individual is, there's a class for you, there's a time for you. And I've been able to spread my time because I can commit myself to the business. So I'm there early as 5 a.m. and as late as 9. Uh, so we offer classes for all uh, levels. Uh, we also youth classes uh, for athletes. And then now I'm offering uh, yoga classes for recovery. And I'm also offering uh, step um, hip hop aerobics classes for my female clients on the weekend. So we have those services in the facility, man. That's awesome, man. So a little something for everybody. And I, I like how you have the different levels, man, which is which is so cool. And it gives something for people to aspire to, to get better, to work out better, but still work out with that same with that person who may be a little better at the same time or a little fitter, not better, a little fitter. So yeah, I love that setup, dude. So Clifford, obviously the one of the most important parts of our business, man, getting new people in the door, right? Getting new faces in the door. What does your current marketing strategy look like these days? Well, man, for me, the, the most successful marketing strategy has always been my referral system. Okay. You know, working with people closely and creating those authentic relationships, you know, ones that grow organically because you actually care for the person, you're legitimately being there. You know, automated systems work well, but personalizing yourself works better. And I know that when you go to a certain place within your business, and you scale up, some things become unsustainable. So automation becomes, you know, prime. But at the same time, you lose a little bit of what you are. I called my people every Sunday. I text them on the regular basis. I spoke with them on Sunday, every Sunday on the Sunday to confirm that they would be there if they need anything, if there were changes. And there always would. Daycare, job, not feeling well, this, that, the third my ankle whatever it is so I had them on the phone fresh I can handle it I can deal with it another thing is I, I've been married for uh, 12 years I've been with my wife for 16 I work primarily with women and the women that I work with I create a comfortable environment for them so they feel safe they feel that the area is judge free so that comfort that that sense of you know um, belonging to a place where they feel that they're going to speak about it. And that referral has been tremendous for my business. Social media, hands down, has been one of the key factors in my marketing. But that also goes back to referral systems. So with, with that, 
you know, I, I spend a lot of resources in creating proper content to make sure that I have good quality videos, good quality film, because when it comes to presenting yourself as a package, you know that that's what the people are essentially buying. It's based on presentation. So presentation, I work hard on making sure that that's polished, that that's classy, and that it has a look that is um, appealing enough. So for me, I want to be myself. I want to be my brand, my brand to be me, my logo to be me. I want the lion to come through and my personality. I want the association to myself, my brand, my business all to be linked. So when you see me, you see the brand, you see the brand, you see me. So a lot of myself is involved in what I do. My family, my wife, you know, me in the community, you know, as a coach at a top Warner level, all this started as a youth system. So, you know, if I'm marketing, I'm speaking what I do out there. I'm on social media, on my story every day, every hour of every day. Okay. Now posting posting is specific, but when I'm marketing, I'm on my story every day. So consistency is important. Yeah. And for me, Referrals, social media, man, that's been a key, a key, key factor. So we push videos uh, and, you know, we we do a variety of things for my members. We have specialty services that we provide to them. And I advertise those services that I provide as a sneak peek to those out there to say, well, hey, I think I might want to be a member. They're getting meal plans. They're getting, you know, movie nights. And they're getting this, that, and the third. I think I might want to be a part of that. So that's that's my marketing strategy, you know, externally. 100%, man. And, yeah, I like the multifaceted approach because we can't just rely on one on one thing. So, yeah, Clifford, I did check you out, man, on Instagram before. So good amount of followers. And you just kind of laid us out kind of your strategy there a little bit about, you know, on the story a lot. What is kind of work – Obviously, social media is a big part of our industry, right? We all have our phones in our pocket, you know, all day long or near us at least. What has worked best for you, man, uh, as far as getting people in the door using social media? Has it been the stories? Has it been reels? Uh, has it been maybe doing paid advertising? What's worked best for you? Shoot, you there, man? Well, man, that's, that, that's, that's so interesting that you said that. Yeah, I'm here. It's yeah. interesting that to say that because social media. Whoa. There it is. We're back now. Yeah, I got you, man. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, well, we can just re. re uh... Okay. Yeah, we'll just yeah. pick it. Let me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to clap again and then we'll just restart. All right. Okay. All right, Clifford. So, uh, yeah, man, we broke up there a little bit. So let's continue, man. Uh, so, your social media, I, I followed you before. Uh, we came on, checked out your page, good amount of followers, man. So I know you're using that and you kind of broke down your strategy a bit, but what's, what's worked best for you marketing for social media, stories, reels, paid advertising, what's been the kind of the best approach for you guys? Shoot, man. Well, me, man, uh, I call myself the bun baker. To yeah, I'm here. You hear me? Uh, I call myself the, the, the bun. You got me? Good. Yep. So yeah, I call Gotcha. Yeah, I call myself the bun baker, the cake maker, and your baby daddy's favorite trainer. Oh. So, so that little deal right there, man. Uh, when I put that spill, bun baking, cake making, and baby daddy training, that is that's a catchy phrase. So, being that I train women primarily, 
one thing that they're interested in is in developing glutes. So catchy phrases, you know, like guts and butts and, you know, waistline Wednesdays and thick thighs Thursdays. So, you know, um, for me, you know, the glutes are something that I know my clients, because first of all, what's my number one client, female? What's their number one interest, either waistline reduction or glute? Right. You know, increase, they want that muscle. They want that size in the legs. So market that I'm, you know, able to provide a service that's able to give my client that. So that's worked great. Another thing is when they come in, they feel that sense of comfort. They feel that sense of safety. Like I told you, it, to have a village means that you have to curate the environment and you have to have it uh, to be socially uh, appropriate. A lot of these adults wouldn't really mingle in this in any other type of setting, but being that they're in my gym there's a way that i want my uh my space to be conducted so there's a level of respect that they have for me as their coach and as i work with them and you know i ask that they relinquish that same respect to each other and what that does man, is it creates bonds and relationships and these these relationships grow to friendships that extend beyond the gym and they yeah. gain connections and people see these connections and they see these bonds. They see these people show up time and time again, even though I'm beating them up. So every day on my story, I'm showing my classes. I'm showing each class, each person, each level. And I used to be super polished. I showed the girl with makeup in the tooth, in the set, fitness, you know, sprayed the oil with, with the, you know, the guy holding the thing. We shot it, professional shot. We did all of that. Views were down, boom. Uh, I go to a client, she's a beginner level, has sciatica, struggling a little bit with their weight, super off the chart. So, and then it wasn't even the clean of a content as far as it was on my phone. So it, it's never, for me, man, I'm still trying to figure it out, you know? But I would just say being, speaking to the client's interest has been what's been most beneficial to me. If I do youth training, uh, parents want their kids to run faster yeah. so i ran track so i'll teach your kids speed development training that got it you know when i when i have moms they have daycare issues right, right. so i provided an area where they can bring their kids and their kids would be safe during training that's huge so these were strategies i used it wasn't i knew that i wasn't going to sell burpees and squats Right. But to get them inside was that, you know, one, it's affordable. Personal training at this level, yeah. 50 to anywhere between $50 an hour to $85, depending on where you go. And this is a specialty service, and those that charge it deserve it. I took a, I took a quarter of that. Yeah. A quarter of that, and I cut my prices down because I wanted to give the value back to the community. So what I charge is I charge for unlimited services. Yep. for a monthly fee of $150 and you can train in my facility for up to six times in a week. That's unheard of. Yep. You can, you can cancel, you can change to another class. Trainers are probably like, Oh my God, no, what are you doing? What happens is I know that I'm training beginner classes every time at this time, no matter what yep. Yep. So if you can make it, make it. And if you can't, come to the one that you can. Right. So not having strict policies in the sense of 
where, hey, you owe me a $25 charge if you can't make it to class. You better cancel or you're going to get removed. When I was rigid in my approach to policy, I lost. Yeah. When people, and it's not being lax. It's about having, having enough uh, of an understanding of what you expect and a clear expectation. And once, I, once my expectations were clear, clients already knew, oh, if I pay him money and you know I, I have a conversation, we're gonna have a consultation, he's gonna sit me down, he's gonna find out what classes work for me. So that's really what got people into the door is, man, I can train any time of the day, I can train multiple times during the week, he's gonna help me get down, he's gonna give me a meal plan, uh, he's, gonna, he's gonna hold me accountable, because again, go back to the phone calls, go back to the text messages. So they're hearing from their friends. He's not, he's going to harass in class, out of class. And he's who he is. He's comfortable. You don't got to worry about him. And these are ladies talking to ladies. Parents, parents, he'll do, he'll take care of your kid. Yeah. You know, fellas are, hey, I played football with him. He's a good dude. He'll, he'll take care. So these are, these are cross reference conversations that all kind of come to sure. a point where, you know, they, they began to continue to walk through that door and bring friends with them. So, yeah. you know, and consistent marketing, man, never, never really paid for too many ads. Right. So, and, and don't pay for followers, just organically grow. What I did do is change my uh, quality of my content. And um, one last thing, yeah. and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be possible without two staff members that I actually were able to acquire. And these two young ladies are two of my clients that actually uh, saw me, like I said, anyone willing to push their car, someone else is gonna help you. So they saw all the load of the communicating and shuffling and, right. and, and juggling and said, you know, I can be of a help. So their, their experience in business management, marketing, project management, and and they have managerial skills they have corporate skills so i lucked out with these ladies and they came in saw what i was doing looked at it and said oh no sir we're going to make some changes and when they made those changes it helped me man they wrote policies they upgraded my website we yeah. created a website that created streams of income website to social media marketing traffic through that so yeah. um assistance social media referrals and uh that retention with my clients and that support they got man all that is what been bringing people through my door That's in the way i train them yeah 100 you know? yeah the product on the floor definitely matters too 100 now uh clifford you mentioned that team you have with you the staff you have with you just helped a lot i want to talk about that in a second man but before we get there and you kind of just alluded to it what are some ways your, your members are able to spend money with you on top of that regular group membership? You just kind of mentioned that through the website. Do you do any personal training or, or meal plans or merchandise? Anything kind of like that going on? Yeah, man. So, like, what I do is, is I know that $150 a month is going to be something that is automatic. So, they right. get unlimited training. They get unlimited training access to me. And that means they can come as many times within their physical categories. So there's categories for their fitness level, beginner, intermediate, advanced. So, but there's 
well over enough classes for each category. So each category has about nine classes. So more classes than you can take in a week. So some of these individuals take two classes in a day and the charges don't go up. But in addition to that, I offer meal, meal plans. So I've actually um, worked with a young lady. Uh, her name is She Trains uh, on social media and she's my uh, nutritionist. And we work together on creating a plan based on all my clients' uh, feedback throughout the years. You know, I'm allergic to dairy. Uh, I like keto, where you think about fasting. I don't eat breakfast. You know, I snack a lot. You know, there's all the, all the issues. So what I did is I compiled a perfect meal plan with all my clients' consideration for weight loss, weight sustainability, and weight gain. Yes. So I was providing those meal plans in addition to the service, but also allowing clients from the outside to purchase those. I was doing Zoom training virtually to clients. Yeah. Uh, we have at-home workouts uh, that I recorded uh, that I was able to sell as well. So at-home workout videos that I was able to put together and then merchandise. The merchandise came from, you know, building the continuity of the brand. Yeah, yeah. Building the brand continuity came from the relationship of what it means to be a lion, to associate to that fierceness of a lion. So I would always speak to the level of, you know, what a lion was, the mentality, the heart, no shirts, no brand, no, no logo, yeah. just, just, just con conceptually. Sure. And two years come, you know, down the line, I, I come out with some shirts, gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, I come out with my next shirt, gone. Every time I drop, they're gone. Yeah. And it's all based on the clients that support this brand because the way that they wear it, they wear it in their association to it. Yeah. So, you know, merchandise has been a huge deal uh, for me. And then now these additional classes, you can purchase step classes, you can purchase yoga. So, you know, these are my additions, my merchandise, um, yeah. my step classes, my yoga classes, my meal plans, and my at-home workout videos. These are all my additional features uh, that you get in addition to my personal training yeah. services and the facilities that I have available yeah. I love it, especially the merch piece too. Your logo is awesome, so like I could definitely see that growing and growing and growing as we move into the into the future here, man. So, dude, awesome to hear that. Clifford, two questions for you left, man. Um, so we started this business a couple of years ago, a year and a half during the height of the pandemic. Besides that, what is kind of the biggest challenges you you have faced and gone through, or kind of facing now and trying to work your way through? Man, um, being a genuine person. You know, I think that that's been a big challenge for me being in this business, man, growing, you know, I can see that it, it's hard to maintain that type of authenticity where you are being a nice guy because you have situations where people may try to take advantage of that. And when you are being genuine in your profession, you're being who you are. You know, I think as trainers, we're passionate about our job, so it's hard to separate at times that connection that we get and we grow with individuals. So when I say that, you know, my clients are my family, you know, that takes on a huge role for me, you know, but we're in a revolving door system. Yeah. People come, 
people go. And my dad's a great man of wisdom. He's always told me, you know, be aware of what that is, that that's what your business is. So I tell him, you know, but it's difficult because I gain relationships with these individuals. So I would just say my challenge is, is, is at times knowing that that could be the case without me being a factor, that the general business is that people uh, come, get results, yep. and then they're fine. And then more people come and they get results. I love people to, to, to stay. I like the consistency. I, I like that. So I would say struggles would just be, you know, not self-sabotaging, making sure that I'm giving myself uh, uh, my own plate. You know, let's say you had enough people over for dinner. Sometimes you serve everybody else and you forget to eat, you know? Right. So yeah. I think for me, it, it's just, it's, it's that that's been my challenge. I pour a lot into everyone that I'm with and even other individuals that have became trainers and became businesses and without, you know, um, you know, recognition or, or kudos or praise. And for me, we like acknowledgement because we work hard for what we create. And just like anybody else, if it's about your, uh, your genius or, you, you know, that, you know, that property, you know, something that you've worked yeah. that belongs to you. But at the same time, you know, at, at my early stages, I was very giving. I was very, uh, as you can see, I love to talk. Yeah. So, you know, I think my challenges are just knowing that if you do something that you love and you truly are talented, other people around you will take, will take heed to that. And they may take a piece of that. Right. And that's fine because the closest thing to imitation is flattery. So, so a challenge early was dealing with what that was. But in my maturity as a professional, yeah. I can see now that as long as my doors stay open, I provide the best service that I can. I will always have uh, the clients I have and some, and I'll continue to grow. Yeah. Um, give, give, come, or stay. But also, too, people will continue to learn and develop. And that's fine, too, because that's a reflection of what I've been able to accomplish and what I've been able to do as a brand. So, yeah. so those things have, have actually flipped themselves and become, you know, now what kind of gives me fuel. Those are my challenges, you know, and I think that that's what makes me better now. I, I agree, dude. And yeah, and Clever, I, I love your energy, man. I can feel it here through, through the Zoom screen. To layer on top of that, so we just heard about your challenge. Biggest opportunity you see for growth for your business over the next, say, 12 months. What is that for you? Man, dude, that's expanding from a 1,500 square foot space to 3,000 square feet plus. Nice. We've, we've been, we went from training classes of three to classes of six to classes of 10 to classes of 16 to a class of 20. So the space expanded beyond our ability because beginners are our largest, you know, client within that frames and you know prime time hours from four to six so right after the nine to five work shift man we're we're plugging away in there so that's growing and within this time frame i see my business expanding i see myself going back to my true love which is really working with youth talent and athletes and working on that strength and conditioning because that was a huge aspect of my business for a very long time but with the pandemic and school and distance learning and, and all of that, and now sports starting again, yeah. got to specializing in youth development training, 
continuing to train the women of the Sacramento area, my staff there with their own office spaces. I want a recovery center nice. on that facility. You know, I love field and turf within the space. I wanted to, you know, free developing and how I can form it yeah. and let everything kind of be to the side, big open space. You know, the gentleman that made this, shout out to Brandon Alexander. He's my best friend and he's an artist. Nice. So he's a muralist as well. Yeah. Probably has sign work, some of my sayings in the facility. So it looks like, you know, expansion. It looks like us growing from the anywhere between 90 to 115 clients to about 150, yeah. you know, sustainable, uh, what we call uh, compliant uh, clients. Sure. So uh and that's that's the goal man and, and yeah. really that's a six months uh six month plan awesome. 12 months we're all in it and and seeing wow. it laid out and in, and in real time i love it man like uh yeah i love your vision of where you want to go i have no doubt you're going to get there man uh when when let's go let's, let's fast forward to six months or a year from now clifford you're in this new space where do you and you kind of just alluded to it but where do you foresee your role as the owner at that point in time, are you stepping back from coaching? You're going more for the youth kids, kind of overseeing, hiring other coaches. Where do you foresee yourself a year from today? Well, man, it's been great because this last year has been tremendous. You know, the staff that I have has helped me so much. So the systems we've created to communicate, scheduling the website for new client entries that come in, for client retention, internal communication, for external marketing through social media, these systems, these machines, are running internally. When I started uh, the gym, you know, prior to that, we were outside and classes were beginning to grow beyond my ability. And I remember my mom being a teacher and she said, for every so many students, there should be, you know, so many teachers. So I started like, well, maybe I'm getting to a point where I need another teacher during this class. If I want to give that individualized touch after a certain amount of individuals, I lose out on that ability. Yeah. So I brought in my best friend, which happens to be a Division One linebacker from the uh, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. And we played at City College together. Our makeup, how we are, is one of the same. You know, we're of the same cloth. So I know him. I know his wife. I know his kids. I know his attitude. I know his makeup. So I know I can bring him in as a professional. And he's helped me. So I was able to go on vacation recently, man, with my family for a week, ran the facility with my staff and him uh, uh, fully all classes without any interruption. So that was the first of something that really sparked uh, something uh, with the step classes being introduced on Saturdays and Sundays, yoga classes being introduced. These are alternative classes and these are also coaches that help and assist me. So I see myself uh, being able to do more things outside of just coaching the levels by allowing them to take larger roles and potentially within the space, allowing other coaches uh, that have the same fight that I had when I was young to come in there and have their opportunity to do their thing as well. The facility that I trained at was a, uh, it was an independent contracting facility and it was very special because it was 30 of us, 30, imagine that 30 personal trainers in wow. a 50, square feet and we're all doing our thing yeah you got different practices different styles so it was for me it was like college where it was that thriving growing environment of just a bunch of intellectuals 
a bunch of business and entrepreneurial intellectuals. So yeah. I would want to screen somebody, bring them in, but also hire somebody on the outside and extend the brand. So yeah. duplicate myself. So in that 12 month point, I am me, but in somebody else doing what I'm doing in the Lion Athletics way, in the Lion Athletics system, at the Lion Athletics facility. And I'm able to go, you know, beyond that and get into the community, you know, help schools, help kids and do that, which has always given me um, really my experience, man. Working with kids, uh, it helps you working with adults because you can't work with adults unless you work with kids because personality of adults are a lot like that of kids. So, you you know, I learn a lot from kids because they're pure. The more I get to go back, the better I am for, you know, my adults, man. So that's where I see myself at that time, man. More coaches, yeah. staff roles, bigger facility, yep. and just clients loving their experience to all that they have access to. I love it, man. I love the vision and uh, the ability for you to scale this business and replicate yourself. Then you can kind of go off and, and be basically CEO of Lion Athletics and grow this thing to as big as you possibly can, man. So Clifford, uh, dude, I think it's a perfect place to wrap this up. Where can the listeners check you out? Your social media, your website, where can we find you and follow your story? Oh, man, thank you, man. So my website is www.wearelionathletics.com, www.wearelionathletics.com. My social media tag on Instagram is um, lionathletics916. And um, when you go on there, uh, that's lionathletics916. you go on there, the link to my website is on my Instagram. Uh, you can see my social media videos in the city of Sacramento. Uh, my location, 7920 Fruit Ridge Road. Uh, that's my space uh, in Sacramento. Um, it's right off of Fruit Ridge and Power Inn. So you can find me in any of those spaces uh, on Instagram, um, on my website, and then also uh, at my facility. And then me, uh, I'm Coach Cliff, you know, um, and like I told you, I'm the bun baker, cake maker, and your baby daddy's favorite trainer. So, you know, there that is. I love it, man. I love it. We, we need a little catchphrase, and I think that's perfect, man. I love it. So, Clifford, again, man, thanks so much for coming on. Wish you guys the best of luck and continued success, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate this so much, and this opportunity is a great honor, man. And I thank you guys for what you're doing. Keep it up, brother, and, and just keep pushing us to be better as entrepreneurs because spaces like this are huge opportunities for us to, one, express but also to learn uh, because it's important to intake from each other and build from each other. Cause we have a lot to share. We have a lot to learn from one another. So thank you for making this space possible, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate you saying that. It's great. So what we're all about here. So uh, we all win if we all win. Right. So I love it, man. So uh, Clifford, again, thanks so much, man. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very, very special guest. It is the one and only Reva with She's Got It Fitness. Reva, what is going on today? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling? Ooh, I was expecting like a like a little, you know how you do a little sound thing like <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And, you know, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with She's Got It Fitness, you know, first, why don't you give the viewers a little perspective, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people? So if I came in and I'm like, hey, what do you guys have going on in here? Like, talk to me about it. What would you say? Um, I would say that it's a... Um... It's majority of the, the majority of the people that are trained, they're women. And so um, in that it's a it's a I, I try to create a family feel like a sisterhood uh, gym in that aspect. So when you come in, you're definitely going to be welcome. Um, I do have other trainers. So I ask the question of like, you know, what a trainer are you looking for? And then, you know, they'll tell me that trainer's name. And majority of the time since um, I own the space, um, of course, they're looking for me. And so there's a process of showing me how you paid and then signing in waivers when you come in and then just ultimately getting started. I love that. I love that. I love the emphasis on the community, right? I think when that's the first thing you mentioned, it really goes to show that you're in this for the right reasons, right? You're here to build a community, of course, build this culture that you have built already and then, and then change lives, right? You're in the, the business of changing lives Absolutely. and you're putting the clients first, right? You didn't rush into like, oh yeah, we're here to get as many members as possible blah, 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 or grow to be the biggest thing ever. No, it's like, hey, we're building a sisterhood, right? This mm -hmm. is a family. I love yes. that. I love that. It's so genuine, Reba. You can't fake that. So awesome stuff there. And let's kind of move forward here. We'll dive into the bare bones basics of the business. You know, so Reva, how many members are you serving currently? How many members am I serving currently? About uh, 300. Um, I do have a supportive group page that has over 800. But when, when I'm asked that question, I always kind of look at who's actively still coming and working and still keeping me in business. So, <laughs> so definitely 300 members. Yeah. Yeah. And so for you, Reva, uh, what's been the best method? of getting these people through the door, right? To be at 300, right? Regardless if you have a big team, small team, it's still 300 people. So mm -hmm. what has worked well for you guys or for yourself to get members interested or leads to even just come through the door and be like, hey, like, I'm, what do you guys have going on here? Okay, so there's a couple of things. I think I've asked this question actually to a several clients and what attracted them to me um, for one is my particular body type. I'm not um, the bulky type gym weights. And then I'm not a small slender uh, type either. Um, a lot of the uh, majority of my clients are women. So they want the curvy waist. You know, they don't want to be too small, but they don't want to be too big. And I just hit that middle mark. So uh, for a lot of nice. it's really it's really still being able to keep my legs tone, you know, have a have a nice bottom and then have a nice tone arms. And for one, that was one of the things that uh, attracted a lot of clients to me. Uh, the second thing is um, a lot of results. I have 
probably over 60 transformations and still counting. And so I think that is very important when someone is vested in their health, they really want to know like, hey, can I be able to not necessarily look like this particular person, but can I see a change with you? Um, can you help me establish a proper healthy habits? Um, is food involved or food not involved? Are you going to give me uh, nutrition guidance and things of that nature? And so we, it's a one-stop shop. And so I provide all of that. Yeah. And it helps people uh, a little bit more easier to making their decision if they want to train with me or not. Yeah, I think the last thing is just a friendly atmosphere. I think for women, we come in when it comes to working out, we have this uh, this kind of like dark cloud a little bit over us. Like um, a lot of women are insecure about their weight. They don't want to like telling them necessarily about their weight. So when you have a friendly face and they're helping you step by step uh, with this fitness journey. Um, I think it makes it a little bit more easier and it attracts a lot of people to me. Yeah, I love that. A great, great response there. I think um, a lot of things I can piggyback on, but one thing I want to emphasize is it really goes to show that you're, you're leading them with a bunch of different perspectives, right? So number one, visually, right? They want to they look at you as a role model yep. visually because they want to be like you mentally because you're the one changing their lives, right? And giving them that impact. And then again, you bring that friendly atmosphere. The culture and community that you build is thanks to you as a leader and you're the <laughs> owner. So you create that and people yeah. feel welcome because of what you have created, right? Because realistically, if we take a step back and look at it in perspective, yes, it's up to the client to decide if they want to work with you, but you also have all the right to say like, hey, you know, I don't think you're a good fit for us. And that's okay, you know, because not everybody is a good fit. But I'm sure and you know what? I didn't realize that moment until probably a few years ago. Like I had the power just as much as they had the power to choose. I had the power to decline because of course, when you're getting started, you want, you want every client, Yeah, you're grinding, right? You're hustling. <laughs> so you, you want every client, but um, what's really came to um, importance to me is those core values and running my business. And you want the, you want the respectable clients that understand your business um, to respect your business and to to not only promote you in a way, I, I also believe the certain kind of people that you have, that's the certain kind of people that they have those kind of same friends or those family members. So you mm -hmm. want the definitely the right kind of people promoting your business and coming into your business so you can service them. Exactly. And so, you know, let me ask you this too, um, Reva. Are... Are they finding you on on social media or do you think it's more through conversation? I mean, it could be both, of course, but what, what do you feel like has really been a big asset for you there, right? Because I know you said that they, they, they look at you and they, they want to be like you, but are they finding you through just Instagram and Facebook or just clients talking to their friends? Uh, I would say 70-30. I would say majority um, is word of mouth. Okay. When I first started, yeah. there was a lot of people who I went to high school with, who I went to college with, it was really motor, word of mouth. And it was really those people who set the foundation to where it spread it. Mm. I would say 30% is on social media, um, but I market uh, in different kinds of ways. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I do the email list. Um, we're working on actually doing the text now. Um nice. And, uh, but I think 70% for sure is word of mouth. Social yeah. media just I, makes it pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's great. I think it's the fact that you're not putting anything to the side, right? You're, you're versatile enough to understand like, hey, word of mouth works, but you can't rely on it, right? Yeah. Um, 
then you're going down different avenues, which I think is a beautiful thing. Cause I think a lot of people forget that, you know, you are a gym owner, you are a great fitness professional, but you have to be a business owner as well. And you treat it like a yeah. business. You have to market, you have to sell, you have to do those things. I'm glad you understand that and realize that. And it makes it a lot easier when they really truly like you and really trust you before they walk in the door, which is probably yeah. why you're at where you're at. So awesome stuff there, Reba. And so, um, you know, for you, let's say, I, I like this question because, I mean, it's realistic and unrealistic, but it kind of puts in perspective. So uh, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited here, right? Um, hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, what's that max? How much higher can you go from where you're at now? Um, I think it's maximizing my building. I think it's uh, being able to run my gym. The goal for me is being able to run the gym without me necessarily being there all the time. Gotcha. I, even though I love the fitness world, I never see myself leaving the fitness world, but there are a lot of other as, other avenues that I would like to tackle um, uh, to do that. They say you got to have seven streams of income to, you know, have it all. So that, yeah, that goal is not only to, you know, increase the, the building size, but also to run the business into a way where I don't necessarily have to be there, but it's still more hands like yeah. she's got it fitness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think a big thing with that is going to come down because one, obviously you have that true conviction. You truly believe in what you're doing. You truly believe in your service. You truly believe in yourself because you created this company, but it's about getting your employees to be as convicted as you are as well. So you can step away. And it does take time, not inevitable. Mm. You look at all these planet fitnesses, crunches that have hundreds of members. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, hundreds of gyms and locations across the world. But that's because, again, people are convicted in the company enough where they're like, hey, like we can grow. And so mm -hmm. obviously not to say that maybe you don't want to be that big, of course, because sometimes it's a little overwhelming, but to be that big community and spread that community as, as, as you are now, but to do it in other mm -hmm. locations as well is definitely doable. Or at least even if you want to just keep your own and where you're at now and just grow within them, that's totally fine as well. But it's just, again, that conviction is huge, which I'm sure you'll have no problem putting on to other people as well. So great answer there, Reva. Um, and so three more questions for you and my three favorite questions. This one's a little long. So if you need me to repeat anything, just let me know. I definitely will. Um, so, you know, what we've been discussing this entire podcast is the pillars of business. And we use three out of the five, a lot more than any. Okay. Especially in the fitness industry, we use three more predominantly. That's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales and your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Reba, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, well, I, I think I can always improve in all of them. Like I don't, I never want to say, oh, I got it figured out because life changes. Uh, we just had a pandemic where we, I literally had, we had to close down the gyms and I had to figure out a whole different kind of way. But um, I would necessarily, hmm, I would say marketing um, as far as uh, social media aspects. Um, I just hired a, a content uh, designer. So to help me with my reels, I'm not as fancy with the reels and the 
adding this, taking this off. And so I just hired someone and I would give her the idea and the respective of what I'm looking for. And then she will add the visuals to that. So um, that literally, I just hired her like a month ago because what I would normally do was uh, like, I would just record a bootcamp class or um, I know how to do little small stuff, but as far as like really the fancy stuff, the really gravitating people off the screen to my page, I just hired someone. And also, and I hired to take the load off of me too, because not only am I training, recording, recording myself, eating right, training, getting up in the morning, like um, I also have to create the marketing as well. And so it can get a lot. So I think marketing will be my best bet that I want to improve on. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty and transparency. I mean, I think, uh, you know, regardless of success, right. You can still come on air and, and be on air and mention that you can still improve. I think it's an eye opener for all the viewers, because again, you know, the sky is the limit. If you really want to hit those numbers where you want to be, there's always room for improvement. So I appreciate the transparency there, Reva. That's awesome. Thanks. And so, you know, last two for you here, my two favorite questions. What's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Long-term? Um, as I mentioned before, I definitely want to have the gym ran while I'm not even there or maybe even ran like Planet Fitness or LA Fitness or any of the other commercial gyms um, so that it's open to everyone. I think right now, um, a lot of people are thinking it's just a female gym, but that's what my market attracts. So eventually I want uh, males to be able to come in. I want to be able to, I have equipment, but I want more. I want three or four each machines, uh, which that's why I wanted to expand so that I can just gravitate to a whole different kind of market of people to come into the gym. I want the corporate America. I want the uh, white collar. I want, I want everyone to be able to have access to She's Got It Fitness and the environment. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. You're looking to just broaden that audience and really grow there. I think that's amazing. Um, and so last question for you, Eva, and my, the, the best question, the best one, hands down. We had somebody like three months ago ask this question. I kid you not, he walked outside for 10 minutes, came back, was going, I'm ready to answer. We were like, <laughs> what the heck? That's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, if you could go back in time here, right? So when you first opened your gym or right before you started it, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? <laughs> Never make clients your friends. <laughs> Never make clients your friends. That was my, um, I'm a personal person, but sometimes I got too personal. And then at the end, it was me who got burned at the end. Like you have people, some people, you have to realize that some people can't operate in both sides. Understanding that you have a business. So when it's time to be business or when it's time to um, actually be friends. And that question hit personal. So that's why I knew exactly what to say. Like, I would definitely tell the younger me, the seven years ago me, never make your clients friends and never make them feel as if it is okay or comfortable to 
cross any boundaries when it came to your business. Yeah. I love that. That's a mic drop of an answer. I'm telling you, if I could drop this thing right now, throw it on the floor. But, <laughs> I mean, seriously, that was, I thought you were just going to say, close it out right there. Like, that's it. And I was like, whoa, that was strong. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a great point. It's a great point. So I'm not even going to add anything. Or I'll leave it there. We can put some wrap up things on the episode. But uh, look, Reva, before we sign out here, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Okay, awesome. So my Instagram is she's got it fitness. It's all lowercase letters, S-H-E-S-G-O-T-I-T fitness. Um, my website is www.she'sgotafitness.com. Um, I offer several different services. And thank you so much for this interview. It was awesome. Yeah, no, we, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your contribution to the podcast. We look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, again, if you could stick around for just two seconds, I'll let you know how you can the podcast. I'd appreciate it. Just going to close it out here. So and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. And joining us on the show, we have Randy Meeks of Kinetic Training all the way from Delta Junction, Alaska. Randy, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing great, man. It's another beautiful day here in Alaska. Had some frost this morning already in August, but it's already warming up, so we're good. <laughs> it's warming up. We've got some frost. It's about 85 degrees where I am. But anyway, Randy, we're here to talk kinetic and, and all that you do from an operation standpoint to grow and, and operate this business, obviously. Before we do that, why don't you give us a little bit of, of background and context here for what kinetic training is when you describe this business what do you typically tell people so what kinetic training is is kinetic training is a community fitness center so like i've opened it um when i opened we there was no gyms in our area um and so i wanted a place that i could work out also have my kids there and you know, just bring everybody in. Um, and so far we've been able to accomplish that. Like we have, you know, we're, we are truly a, a community fitness center. I believe we have kids. Uh, my kids are two and three years old. They come in, we have a rock wall, they're climbing it. Um, we, for the adults, um, we have 
squat racks and machines and basically everything you would need there. And then like, we also have the senior community that's coming in and working on balance and stuff like that. So like we have literally from, from uh, two years old up to 89. So it's just a big community fitness center and just, just an awesome place to hang out. So. Yeah. Something for everybody here. We two to 89 right. is, is quite a, quite a yeah. range. Now tell us a little bit about how you got this started. Take me back to not necessarily the moment that you opened the doors, but the moment that the idea popped into your head, Hey, I'm going to open up a gym here in Delta junction. When was that? And, and what was sort of the goal underlying for you in opening this business? Uh, so, um, my, my end goal is I want to be a physical therapist. Like I want to, I want to continue my education and get into physical therapy. Um, but I'm always been a worker, not a loan taker. So I'm just doing it slowly at my own pace. Um, and when I was finishing up my bachelor's degree in sports and health sciences, like I got some NASM classes, uh, so I was able to get a personal training certificate and to help supplement my income, I started doing in-home personal training here in Delta. Um, a little bit of background about Delta is we are 90 miles away from Fairbanks, which is the closest big city. There's about 25,000 people in Fairbanks. There's about a thousand here, um, 5,000 if you can include like the whole 50 mile area. Um, but there was no gym. There's no gym to service us other than uh, Fort Greeley does have a gym, but we opened right in the middle of COVID. So it was closed to anybody that wasn't military. Um, so like the general public, we just didn't have anything, you know? Um, and so I started my personal training, just doing in-home, traveling around with kettlebells and dumbbells and bands. And uh, my clients like kept begging me. They were like, hey man, we need a gym. We need a gym. We need a gym. And so that's when it, that's when I was like, okay, like this is, this is something Let's that Delta that leap, needs. Right? Like we're going to do it. We're going to jump. Yeah. So and, that's how, and that's so how we here you are a, a little more than a year later. What's the overall experience been? What's been your favorite part about owning a gym and what's been the most challenging part about owning a gym? Uh, my favorite part has honestly been meeting people I never would have met before. Like, just the, the people that I've been able to connect with in our community, just, you know, from the young kids to the older seniors to our local public leaders, like, it's just not people that normally I would see and be like, hey, you know, how you doing starting up a conversation. So it's been really cool and eye opening about how actually connected everybody is like, you know, despite what may be displayed all over the world on media and stuff like that, like, we're all just here trying to help each other. Yeah. Um, so that's been my absolute favorite part. Uh, my most challenging part, honestly, has been time management. <laughs> uh, it's me, me alone. I still need to hire a team <laughs> for the, all that, all that good stuff. Um, when we opened up the gym, like, like I said, there, there was nothing here and I was pretty much the only one in town. So I couldn't, it's not like I have a big employee pool to pull from, but now we're training people up and, and starting to grow our team. So I think that's probably been the biggest challenge there. Okay. So still, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, relatively new business, but at some mm -hmm. point we're thinking about bringing on a staff and a team to help delegate some of these things. Now, Randy, the business really two main components to this, right? One, we've got 
the membership aspect. People are paying a fee, coming and using the facility and doing their own thing. And two, we've still got the personal training component that got you started in the business to begin with. In terms of, of marketing, this is a really interesting situation because like you said, not a tremendously large market and a wider radius than what we're used to in the fitness industry for sort of addressable market. What's been working for you to attract people to the business, to get them to even know that the business exists? Um, so first, like I tried all the, the paid leads and I tried all that stuff when we were getting, getting the gym going. I didn't really have too much success with that. I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Um, but really I think what helps is like the challenges and stuff I run. Um, so like opening up the gym before we opened up about two months before we were open, uh, I ran like an at home challenge. So like I did videos and stuff so people could do, you know, basic body weight movements. And from that, um, we gained probably our, our original, I'd say 10 members out of that. Um, we, we got our original 10 from that challenge and then it's really been word of mouth, like just people telling their friends, telling their family. Um, it has been pretty difficult to get the word out about the gym. Here we are, we're like, 14 months into it. And like, I still got people like, Oh, I heard there was a gym here, you know, like, yeah. so. <laughs> that's, that's nothing new in the fitness industry. Yeah. Man. I talked to, I talked to people with gyms for 20 or 30 years that still have walk-ins. Oh, I didn't even yeah. know you guys were around, but yeah. Okay. Um, so what we've been doing, uh, like with word of mouth and then like, I just, I've been not using paid ads on social media. Um, but I am doing reels and stuff of like our different group workouts. More organic. Yeah. More, more organic stuff like that. Um, and I'll tell you the reason behind this, like, cause sure. I know that I know you guys are all about some paid leads and stuff like that and making them Love work it. and I'm sure they do my issue is so I'll do I'll do it I'll like set up the ad I'll do my targeted audience and everything I'll run the ad for two or three weeks and I'll get a hundred views which seems cool however I will take that exact same video and just post it into our community sales group thing and get 5,000 views so so it's like uh, here I have, instead of, instead of doing the paid leads, I just post into our, our Facebook or Delta, Delta Greeley sales page. Uh, we have a community, um, what do they call that page? Uh, it's like the social gathering page or whatever. So like people were posting sure, like there, a community so. forum type thing. Yeah. So like okay. I post on, so you that. have a built in audience here. Yeah. So, so I think that really really took things off so like i still toy with the uh with the paid ads i'm still trying to learn it yeah um, i'm definitely well, i think it's it. it's important to differentiate between views and new customers right at the right. end of the day we're looking for the customer i don't care who's well, seen it yeah you know and I mean? that's another yeah that, that's a that's another thing too yeah just the the getting the people to actually come in from the the groups right. versus the right. ads or yeah way, a challenge all in its own for sure. And, and believe me, you are not alone in that boat. We have all kinds of people who listen to this podcast exclusively to figure out how to get more people in their gyms. And, and so I think mm -hmm. it's more of a systemic thing in our industry. But Randy, take me to the next step. Somebody reaches out, they're interested in joining. Sales process has begun. Walk me through what that typical process feels like or, or looks like 
until they eventually sign up? Um, so like when I typically have a walk-in come through the gym, like, you know, I, I give them their walkthrough. I, I show them all the equipment. I tell them, you know, what the benefits are, what the, what the withdrawals are and everything. Um, as I'm walking, I just try and get a feel for that person. Like, you know, what type of fitness are they into? Have they had any fitness background, stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, after I show them around the gym, after I show them some demonstrations and stuff, like I just give them, you know, I give them the membership pitch, pitch first, um, to get them to see if they want a membership. And, uh, and it's all based on our conversation. You know, if, if I'm walking through with someone that, you know, has been, you know, it, they, they're telling me about all the achievements in the gym they got, you know, they're, they're good and all that, you know, I really go hard with the membership pitch instead of personal training. Um, and then like, I, I flip it around. Like if, if someone comes in and they're, they're super excited, but they're constantly mentioning how they don't really know what this is or how to do that. Then I go into my personal training and explain all my options for personal training there. Um, and then I do have, uh, one free group class a day that meets at 11 AM. Um, and so I, I let them know about that, that there's, there's a group class for them if they need it. Um, just basically giving them all their different options. Uh, yeah. Our, the our idea gym, being getting people involved and, and yes. using the service before. Okay. Yes. And then like, we also had things um, like just now we just got a new uh, Evo 360 body scanner. So like I've, I've been pitching that hard, everybody that comes in, I'm you know, letting them see the scan, how it works, showing them that we can see their visceral fat, all that, just getting people excited um, when they walk in the door instead of, you know, like trying to get them broken out of their nervous shell, basically. Got it. <clears throat> Have you been interested or, or tracking kind of the, the conversion percentage of this? How many people sign up out of how many are interested? Uh, so yes. Um, so I, I keep a track, like it's not any, like, basically every time a walk-in comes in to see the gym, like I write their name down so that I can make sure I text them, call them in a few weeks. Got it. Um, of, of all the people that have walked in, I've only had five people. Let me check. I want to say five, it could be six. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's less than 10 people that have not signed up. Um, and, uh, okay, so the sales process uh, is working, right? Yeah, the sales process works, um, and like it's it's been awesome because the the once like the walk in the walk in rate like I feel like once people walk in the door they've already made the decision they're stuck like they're they're, like, they're, they're, they're already there. Uh, I think my harder sales are like when I get the messages and stuff on on Instagram or Facebook like just trying to get that excitement built through just words alone. I'm not sure. worried at that part of it. Um, but yeah, like our conversion rate coming in the doors is I almost, I'd say 90%. Yeah. We're closing, we're closing those people. And so if we can get people in, mm -hmm. they're sticking right, right. now, Randy, our, our conversation is for the most part, just been about how to, sign people up, how to get people interested, how to sign people up. <clears throat> Take me a little bit into the future here. You've been doing this for just over a year. We got our, our feet wet as a gym owner. What's the longer term goal here? What's the big picture for you with Kinetic? 
Um, so I'm transitioning away from the free group class. Um, right now I have in my app, in our gym app, I have workouts for the gym built all the way out to January. And my main goal is by January, I'm going to have, I want to have my programs complete. Um, so right now I'm writing, I have six different programs that I'm writing up, um, level one, level one, level two, like basic weightlifting programs so that I can do group classes with that. Uh, and then my major outlook for 2023 is trying to get into the online footy, like trying to get my foot on the online thing. Uh, like I sell apparel, I, I sell branded uh, um, supplements. Like I have all that. So I'm, I'm really trying to get the ads down and stuff like that so that I can run the nationwide ads and start, you know, yeah. I want, I want everybody to have, you know, their protein bottle that says Delta Junction, Alaska, you know, kinetic training, stuff like that. So that's, that's my next step is hiring, uh, hiring uh, someone to be at the gym so that I can go different places and do different things. And yeah, uh, I think really, it's natural really for, for gym owners at some point. I mean, right now it sounds like you are, owner you are head janitor you are head marketer you are the sales team you are i am not everything. the head janitor anymore i did hire i i now have so uh, we have two, delegated two okay people. yeah so i i do i do have uh two front people now that so i don't have to constantly scrub the toilets sure but. so <laughs> the process has begun of building yes. out a team and we had priorities of what we wanted to offload first at least <laughs> But it sounds like it's it's really in the cards. I, I mean, like I said, it's natural. At a certain point, you can't take everything on, right? You only have so many hours. There's only one of you. We need other people to build this out. And so the next step, hiring and branding and, and getting the kinetic name a little bit out there. Randy, that's a fantastic place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. But before we do that, Tell people where they can learn more about this. What's the best website? What's the best social media? Uh, so if you want to come to our website, it's uh, kinetictrainingllc.com. Um, uh, and then my Facebook handle is, is just the same thing, Kinetic Training LLC. Same thing with Instagram. Uh, TikTok, I don't have one strictly for the gym yet, uh, but I do post and make most of my Instagram videos through there. And it's uh, at the real Randy Meeks for TikTok. So straightforward and simple enough. Randy, this has been a bunch of fun. I think it's always interesting to see different examples of different markets and how businesses are handled in those markets. I appreciate your sharing with us and giving us an insider sneak peek into how kinetic functions up in Junction. I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see what the future of this holds because it sounds like you have some moving parts that are still waiting to be tapped here. And so yeah, I wish you nothing but the best, my man. And, and I'm excited to see the future for you. Yep. Thank you. I'm glad you guys reached out. It was awesome being noticed, just a little gem in Delta. <laughs> so. Love it. So thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.